Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Life of the Lost. I'm Sam. And I'm Megan. And this week's episode is sponsored by Brown Lab Media. Brown Lab Media is a creative community helping to promote and create original content, personal brands, businesses, or anything media-related by people of color. The website is www.brownlabmedia.com. So if you have a chance, feel free and check them out. Today, my goal is to... Uh, interview you guys a little bit in regard to that the business side of Supay uh, just because I'm curious about it I would love to know more about that yeah for sure definitely uh, love to share yeah and it's kind of cool too because I was thinking about that the other day I was like I wonder if maybe one day we should have somebody kind of interview us because we're kind of always talking to people or always talking about other things and so yeah that's actually a good idea yeah definitely and I've been thinking about this for a while it, you know, I have so many ideas and sometimes I feel like that distracts me from like the things that I'm doing already, right? I with Act Variable and Brown Lab Media and then now I have other things that I'm working on and so it, it takes a little bit of time away from the core um, work that I'm already doing. But I still think that it's important to be creative outside of that and, and keep working on, on coming up with different things. Well, one thing that I want to know from you guys is like... Uh, how did that all get started? Like for you guys building your own brand and um, starting the apparel, uh, did, you, did you have a website in mind right away or did you guys want to like start through social media first? Like, I'm just curious about that. And and also I think another thing that we can do um, would be like playing uh, some kind of video game. I know Sam, you're, you play video games. So maybe we can get a game and we can live stream that. So in case there's any fans from your end or my end, uh, they can watch us play a game and and then like submit questions or anything like that. So then that way it's a little bit more interactive. Uh, but just another idea that I had been thinking about for for a while. Yeah, just tell me when and where, and I'm I'm super <laughs> soaked for that. Yeah, definitely, definitely something piques my interest. It's like an excuse to play video games. Yo, for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. no, that's the way I see it. It's content at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, definitely uh, we'll follow up with that for sure. Um, maybe when uh, let me know your schedule and we'll we'll set that up. Definitely. But so yeah, so with with uh, your website, you know, your apparel. What uh, what's the the story of of that? How did that get started for you guys? Do you want to start? Because you kind of started everything in the very beginning, and I was out of it for the first three years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, let's take it back to. The beginning. I don't remember the specific year. What, what would you like? Uh, it was 2015. 2015. <laughs> yeah. So in 2015, I was playing music. Uh, I was a musician. I played the guitar uh, in a metal band and we were uh, playing shows. And that was around the time that things were actually picking up and we were actually playing shows like in Philadelphia and in Long Island. So it was really like a cool experience for me. And I was thinking about how I could utilize other design, kind of utilize another part of me, which is like design and just uh, apparel. I was always interested in apparel. So along the lines of me in this band, I was like, what, what kind of apparel could I make that could, I could, f that, that, that's part of my identity that I could, I don't know, I just, just create. And, um, yeah, so then I stumbled across like, you know, proving culture and where, where I came from. I had to go back to my roots in terms of my thinking process. And I ended up uh, 
doing some research and finding the name Supe. And I really loved that it was like a, a god of the underworld. And I'm like super into me personally. I'm kind of a quiet guy. I don't really, I'm not always the, the, the loudest one in the room. I'm kind of, you know, at the outskirts, just observing and, and waiting until the perfect time to kind of introduce myself. Um, so that's kind of where it all where it all started, and I remember kind of thinking about how how I should go about this. Like, should I be t-shirts? Should it be I don't know? Should I just go straight for like like other things like uh, sweatpants or or other things like that? And yeah, and then uh, I just decided to do t-shirts. I sat on three t-shirts, three different designs. One was centered around the logo at the time, mm -hmm. the Supe logo. Um, the other one was kind of a tribalistic, uh, interpretation of, uh, the Supe God. And the other one was a Raiders inspired, uh, t-shirt. And I decided on those three and released them and it did really well. And I was really impressed. And then a dip in, in, uh, in the, uh, in, in the train, uh, because my band, uh, we, we kind of parted ways and it was a huge, uh, it was a hard time. It was a hard time because I was really invested in it. I really, uh, wanted to continue with them and, uh, it just didn't work out. So after that, I kind of consolidated my resources and figured out everything and just decided at, at that point in my life, uh, Supe wasn't, a direction that I was able to go in um, at that time. And I kind of put it on the back burner and uh, fast forward to. Uh, yeah, I think it was, I don't remember when it was, but I remember we were talking, we were kind of, um, we were playing soccer, we were hanging out for a bit and I was kind of, I had literally like a little mental breakdown and I was kind of like, what am I doing with my life? Like I love drawing and I love design, but um, this was kind of right when I moved to New York City and I was like I it's like you know you know the things you like but you're not necessarily putting everything together and I think for me I've always been I always always looked up to Sam for doing Supe and like doing these like tribalistic things because for me in my senior project it, it was crazy it was just this big huge elaborate project so it was like I used laser printing on this fabric and it was all these Peruvian designs based on um the sun god inti it was it was really deep so i could go into it forever um mm -hmm. but i really loved doing that and so i kind of saw similarities with that and with what sam was doing previously and so we were just talking a little bit and i was like maybe maybe we should start that up again like i don't really know and sam was kind of at a crossroads in his life so it was like i don't know if i have time for that and i was like well i just got to new york like let's do this like i have all the time for it like can i help can i what can i do and so sam kind of handed some of it or most of it over to me and I would always go to him and be like okay you know is this okay to post because you know this is something that he built he built the foundation of it so I don't want to come off any kind of way and here am I, I have no idea like anything about business about a website about any of those things like I studied that in school but it's I never put that to anything and so kind of coming into this I was just kind of walking a, like a little rocky road I think because I didn't want to like, I guess I didn't want to hurt what he was doing. And for me, I think um, I'm a little bit more like, I'll show you the back end of stuff. You know, I'll, I'm not afraid to kind of screw up all the time. You know, you've seen like a lot of my um, 
right before we launched, I did like the launch mistakes, the five launch mistakes. We didn't have mm-hmm. lights or we didn't have a nice camera. We didn't have anything. Um, and so kind of looking back at that, it's a little cringy. I'm like, I can't believe I was just chilling in the park, just like doing this. Or I can't believe I was downstairs in the gym. Um, but I think I like that. And so just kind of showing people the back end of things and like how we do it. And I want to do everything the right way. Well, like the right way. So I was like looking online, do we trademark? Do we, um, hired attorney and so that's kind of what came first before restarting the website it was looking back hiring the attorney finding a small business attorney looking at what that meant as far as trademarking as far as publishing it somewhere you have to publish it legally in a newspaper so there were so many steps to all of this stuff and then came all the designs and just going back and forth so that's kind of how it started yeah like yeah sorry sorry. (laughs) (laughs) no you're good but it's a lot. It's a lot, right? It's a, a lot of work. And I think the cool thing is that you guys uh, brought it back to life, right? It, it got started in 2015. And like you said, it was successful and then went down a little bit, but then you picked it back up. And now to me, it seems like now, you know, it's, it's successful. Like you guys are, um, you know, consistently putting out content and you have people that are following you guys. So to me, that's success at the end of the day, which is, you know, our goal is to, as creators, is to have something that can bring some kind of value uh, and like a positive distraction to people. Um, and I think w- we jumped the gun a, a little bit. I, I guess it was my fault. I didn't even introduce myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, point. And you guys need to introduce yourselves too for, for my uh, people that listen. Uh, but my name is Edwin Monroy, and I have the Active Variable podcast where I interview healthcare professionals. Uh, for now, and I share their stories and how they found the healthcare field and what made them pursue that. And if they face any obstacles, just that way um, we can learn from those lessons. And my goal is to reach a younger demographic of people that are still kind of lost and not, not sure what to do. And the goal with these stories is to get them a little bit curious or plant some seeds in regard to the healthcare field. So I've had like uh, Zaren Scales, who's a physician assistant. I've had um, personal trainers. I've had athletic trainers. So that's that's where I'm at with the Active Variable podcast. But in general, uh, the the brand, my goal is to uh, bring together video games, athletic training, uh, and health. And uh, the reason I, I I brought video games in is because I like playing video games. I grew up playing video games. I'm a huge fan, mostly sports games. And now more recently into like first person shooters, just because I can play that with more friends and family. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people like the sports games. I realized that, Uh, but, um, but I brought that in because I like it. And so I think that there's a space where athletic training can come in and help gamers, professional gamers with their health. I, I do uh, think that like living a sedentary lifestyle is sitting, right? And as a, as a video gamer, you're sitting, like that's your work, that's your life. And, and unfortunately, that's, that's a sedentary lifestyle that you're living because of your work. And so my goal is to bring in athletic training so that you, uh, so that through my expertise and skills that I've learned, I can help them outside of their practice and tournament time and create a workout program, keep them healthy. That way they don't develop any chronic injuries like lower back injuries, shoulder, wrist injuries, elbow injuries, things like that. Um, And then in general, I feel like 
the exercise component will elevate their mental component, right? And so if you're healthy physically, I think mentally it assists you. It makes you a little bit more sharper um, and, and just more calm. You know, if you're if you use exercise as a way to just kind of de-stress and, and think about and visualize, you know, how you're going to play the game. I feel like it's a huge comp- component that can help uh, their performance and hopefully win tournaments and make more money and all that. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring in video game into this into the active variable kind of platform. And I'm still trying to figure out how to get it all together. You know, I, I started the active variable in March. And uh, I'm happy with where I'm at. You know, I, uh, I think what's important for me is that I'm taking little steps, you know, every day or every other day, um, as long as I'm not forgetting about it and, and not doing anything, right? I, I do uh, feel like there's a space for it. And so my goal is just to get there someday. Um, that's pretty much my, my spiel. So if you guys want to share a little bit of who you guys are, so, so when I put this out, my fans can kind of see what you guys are doing yeah yeah um so uh how do you how do you want (laughs) to we'll start with your name okay well (laughs) i started off i'm sam and i'm megan and uh we are uh supe uh we have a podcast called life of the lost we are primarily a clothing brand um we have some music as well a piece of uh supe and um what, what would you say uh, also? I would say, yeah, we're primarily a, a clothing brand and you do music on the side, which is Uhu Pacha, um, which kind of ties in with the South American roots. And that's what we're inspired by, our, our South American roots and being adopted. It's kind of like a fine line we walk about coming into America, you know, having Caucasian parents, where do we belong, kind of looking back, moving forward and kind of bridging that gap, you know, between the past and the future. Yeah. Because it's important, it's important, you know, to know where, where you've been in terms of even deeper than just, you know, where, where, where you grew up, but like where, where your bloodline, where, where your culture, where your origin kind of goes back to. And so that's kind of, in, in a sense, kind of what we're doing. We're trying to bridge a gap between the old world and the new world and create uh, creative ways to get people interested and get people to want to learn and that's kind of our our goal as a as a company as and as a brand so yeah that's awesome yeah and i really like your theme and and the reason why you guys started supay and that was why i reached out to you guys as well just because of the 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 whole visuals that you guys have on your website on your on your apparel, your designs, all of that, and and the story behind why you're doing everything, and now with your podcast, like adding that component, like I I do feel like um, uh, you guys have a lot of value, um, and and your stories that you're sharing it. There's a lot of value to it, so that's why I reached out, you know, and I wanted to connect with you guys, and and it happened, it, and I felt like you know we we connected, and for me, I think the the first thing that caught my attention was your logo uh, i i i really like the art and so the the logo that i have for the active variable now this is the third one that that i've done and and it took me a while to f- to figure it out but finally once once i i figured it out i was just like damn this this reminds me so much of you guys and your logo and i really like the design my friend uh, pedro helped me design it and he's a really good 
um, artists as well. But uh, but that was kind of why I, I reached out and just wanted to connect with you guys. And, you know, I'm glad it worked out. And now we got something coming out together. And um, but but yeah, but going back to like the the business perspective. Um, so the the website, how did you guys go about that? Like, did you guys spend the time learning everything about like using the hosting sites like WordPress and or Shopify and and then from that like trying to figure out like the user experience and then all of that like how was that website experience for you guys the e-commerce world yeah yeah I, I definitely think uh, maybe you can uh, take a shot at that yeah so I usually design all my websites previously just going to art school, you have to kind of learn how to do websites, um, but it's basic coding, like HTML and CSS, nothing too crazy. And so when I went into it, I was like, okay, maybe we should just do this on Squarespace because um, that's what I was used to. It's just like these templates, kind of like moving pieces and blocks. And I was like, okay, that's pretty good. Um, but then I started researching the back end of it and just thinking, okay, Shopify has so much, so many more kind of apps that can you can add on to it. Um, it's better for shipping. And that was a big thing for me. Um, previously I used to sell things on eBay. So eBay is really easy as far as shipping and you get to just put in their email or their address and then their, uh, just all their information and you print it out right away. And it's nothing. You don't really need to worry about the cost because it's embedded in there and everything. And that's how this was. And that was the big difference for me because I didn't want to have to deal with that. And they also handle taxes, things like that, things like little things that you don't necessarily want to have to think about later on. They handle that and they kind of manage all of that on the side for you and like i said the built-in apps are really nice too so that's kind of why i think we went with shopify and then as far as user experience i think just both of us being on websites in general just thinking okay i remember learning i think you people have such short attention span in general and so getting on a website you want to have to be able to like press it right away right you want to be able to what what is this what's the website what's the main thing and so that's why our website it's like the you know, it just says Supe and then kind of the mission statement. And then right underneath it has um, like our clothing and then like our podcast and newsletter. So, I mean, there's different layers to it, but it's kind of like, what do I want them initially to see? And so I think because we were started as apparel, that's what we obviously kind of want. And, uh, you know, all the different media and everything is kind of linked to there. So it's, it's interesting. And I'm curious, I guess I'm curious for websites in general, like how, which would be interesting to look up is like how long can you scroll to keep somebody's attention or i think i remember it was like you can you have two seconds to keep somebody's attention on your website and after that they're gone yeah i'm just like super impressed with the amount of like time and like research you you did into you know really trying to figure out the best way that you know we can bring our our dream to life via a website and you know all the all, all the you know little details like you were talking about that that went into creating it to the way it is because i know personally i definitely wanted the brand to come across as um modern and sleek because i definitely love that about you know, well, from my personal experience, I know that let's give an example. Um, sometimes I'm in markets and in the city and sometimes you come across these like really awesome like uh, Aztec, you know, shirts and, and T-shirt apparel like, you know, uh stores and i would i would always like love that and be like dang that looks so cool i just wish that i wish it could be like less 
I don't know how to describe like it. Cliche. Yeah, less cliche, more like modern. More, mm-hmm. if only it would look mod- more modern, more sleek. Definitely like a like a streetwear apparel approach to it. Like, oh man, that would be so cool. So I like I took that and subconsciously in my mind, like like when when we were trying to figure out definitely an aesthetic for for the brand we were trying to convey and 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 like like bridging the gap, you know, like trying to give that modern sleek look. And so I'm very proud about our website and and how how it comes across because it's definitely like brings brings that look you know so that's uh it's like very clean yeah and i think that's kind of what i was worried about too is kind of yeah i mean there's a lot of it's like i don't want to call any other brand out you know but there's a lot of um like hispanic brands and it's just very cliche with it's just like it's a mess kind of like I guess in lamest terms, it's kind of a mess and there's just patterns and things everywhere and it's going on and it's like, wow, I've seen that like Aztec design over there and like that Mayan design over there and eh. and I guess, yeah, that's I, I like that too. It's just a little bit more sleek. Um, there, I feel like you're always walking a fine line between like modern and the old world and kind and of finding that perfect balance of, of spices, you know, to create that, <laughs> that, that bomb yeah. meal. It's, it's crazy how it all comes back for your vision, right? Like the, the vision that you guys have of like finding that, that balance, like you were talking about like your roots, right? And then the present and the future. And even with your website, you guys were able to put all those components and ideas together. Because I, I do get that feel when I when I look at your website, I, to me, it's 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 simplified, but, it, but it's like you're saying, like it's sleek, like it, it does feel like it's a modern, you know, type of vibe with these like ancient designs that, you know, that tell a whole story if you just want to dive into that specific design for a little bit, right? Um, so I, I do like that that you guys have, you know, thought about all that those little things. Um, how has COVID been for you guys in regard to your, your supay? COVID, it's, it's, it's really weird, right? Because everybody has been kind of like in the dumps. But for us, it was during COVID, it's been the best time for yeah. us just like sale wise um and i don't know i don't know if that's more people are just they're at home and they're like looking at their phones and we're just pushing out more content i don't know if it's because we've had more time to kind of really analyze what we want to do i mean covid it's not i don't ever want to talk like super positive about it but it's just really given us time to say okay i've been wanting to do a podcast since the very beginning and it was kind of like hard to get sam on board because it's it's a very personal thing you know getting in front of a camera i still get like nervous and shaky sometimes um but you're you're talking about yourself and it's it's weird because it's like i don't want to just like when are people going to get so bored of me talking you know but covid's given us like a lot of time to research things like what kind of lights what kind of microphones how do we do this how do we do that and kind of like perfect things and so i think it's been it's been a nice chunk of time to be able to kind of move forward and and see what we want to do yeah and definitely like socially acceptable to just kind of be a hermit you know just like because like (laughs) for me like you know i'm I'm always like I always like for music like I'm always want to learn I always want to like research how, how to how to formulate a song how to how to you know EQ how to you know mix all, all that stuff figuring out like the best uh, plugins and all, all that stuff so it's it's really cool that I can kind of just be like oh I don't really want to go out guys um, kind of you know it's pretty pretty uh wild out there i'm just gonna kick back and uh, be at home and people like yo i totally understand you know so it's kind of like yeah so it's, it's been a been it's been good for us um but yeah yeah 
and, and it's not just you guys, right? If if we pay attention to all of the e-commerce that's that's booming right now, tech is booming. There, there's a tech bubble right now, uh, apparently, right in the stock market, uh-huh. and, and it's because of that. Um, I think everything that you said, you know, where like people are at home, right, and when brands have more time to push content out, um, and I, I think the podcast. It's huge for you guys because you have a long form uh, content. You know, you guys are producing once a week the long form podcast, and then from that, you're able to create the short form content for Instagram. And so, I think that just adds more, um, more, more value because you guys are sharing, you know, personal stories, and so people that can connect with you are going to want to buy in and support uh, Supay. Uh, but um, but also I, I think that uh, it just it just helps to like make you guys feel more authentic, right? Or or like whoever's watching, whoever's noticing what you guys are doing or aware of Supay, it just feels more authentic. Like there's you you guys are on camera, you guys are are sharing stories. Like that's huge, right? Not not a lot of brands do that, uh, especially smaller businesses where you know right now it's just the two of you guys. Um, but as you guys grow, right, hopefully, and, and this uh, experience with COVID could be one of those, like, stepping stones where you guys can um, somehow figure out how to uh, use that money that you're making to, like, reinvest it in your business and, 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 and continue to scale it and little by little, like, just make that part of your your income so you, do, so you can focus more time on Supay and keep growing that brand. Right. At least that's the way the picture that I have in mind with the active variable, like eventually make some money. So then I start working less at FedEx and then more active variable, less personal training, more brown lab media, and then eventually transition to just having my own businesses instead of working for somebody else. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely the goal. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's we pretty much just like set our, our five, five year, five, 10 year goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like it's, it's definitely, if that's something that you want to do, you know, grow a business, um, it's definitely a mindset of a lifestyle, you know, your, your things don't happen overnight. And if they do, you know, that's amazing for you, but you know, for us, you know, we're each, like you said, each little step every day, you know, making these small progresses will, you know, turn into this, when you look back in like five years, we'll turn this to a huge thing. It won't even feel like five years because you're doing what you you love, you know? It's always about like that. I love it. It's like solving a, a, a puzzle, you know? It's like, how do I, like you, how do I connect these together? How, how can it work? How can it fit seamlessly? Mm-hmm. So um, definitely something that I look forward to every day, trying to better the brand. So Yeah. And I appreciate you bringing up that it makes like us more authentic too, because it's like I said before, it's really nerve wracking sometimes getting in front of a camera and talking to somebody. And I think that 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 is what sets us apart because I've I did so much research. Like, do I want to be a Nike brand? You know, do we want to be a Nike brand where it's kind of just flashy pictures? It's in really cool places. Everything's photoshopped. Um, yeah, or we do definitely you had be... that. Yeah. yeah, we definitely had a bunch of like talks um, about that. And I'll just I'll just go ahead and say, you know, you definitely right on that. Yeah, I was wrong. Um, I wasn't necessarily the biggest fan of uh, uh, behind the scenes. Um, but you re- you really changed my mind, and um, that's you know. That and I, I love that because obviously a lot of people like that about the brand, mm-hmm. and um, I'm all about you know if it works, keep doing it you know so 
yeah and even like the packaging and stuff like at first i was like i, I loved everything about the packaging and i was like look at i got this we're gonna do this we're gonna tie it this way and sam was just like yeah all right nah, all right and it was just so cool because once people are getting their packages that's one of the main things they were talking about is just unwrapping it and it's this whole experience and getting this and the map and all of these stickers and things like that and it just it made me so happy because i was like at first it's kind of like um kind of like an art project for me it just how do i how do i because when you open a gift or when you open the mail it's so sincere right and how can i do that instead of just do like a, a regular um you know ups or fedex or one of those boxes and then you just shove a, a t-shirt in there and yeah you definitely opened my mind in terms of uh how valuable that process um can be <laughs> so but I, and that's another reason why again i reached out to you guys and i know i mentioned it in the past but i saw that video where you spent your time just paying attention to every little detail on the package right and how the sticker goes and how the ribbon goes and like all these little things to me are important because it, it just shows that you appreciate every person that buys your product right you're you're not just producing it like like you said like you just you're just grabbing a bunch and throwing them in in boxes and all right bye i'm done who's next i feel like you you put a little bit more thought into it you know at the end of the day you are going to open it and and that stuff you're going to put it to the side because you want to wear the shirt right but i think some people are actually going to like read all that stuff and look at at all that and and like hold it right like they might enjoy it a little bit more than um than you would think uh just because of the time that you put into making something like that and creating a presentable package Um, but yeah so that that's another reason why i wanted to work with you guys because of that that paying attention to the details yeah and i think sometimes people don't really care like you said they just want to open the shirt and they just throw it all to the side but some people do like pay attention to the postcard or the poster um in our last launch that we did and it just had like the map and showed every single design and what this means and so i would get pictures from friends and they'd be like oh my god it actually matches with the shirt and i'm like yeah that's the point you know (laughs) and some people you see them open it up and they just like you said they throw it to the side and both are like 100 percent okay it's just kind of yeah just making sure it's all there and just if you want to see it there it is if not don't worry yeah yeah because at the end of the day it's theirs now right like you you did your job uh to to create something that that's better than somewhere else they could have gone and bought right so you you did you produce something that that is presentable that you work hard on you did your best to make something now what happens after that you have no control over that right but you make it so good that sometimes they'll they'll appreciate it even more, right? They actually take the time to to look and, and read and all that, right? And, but not everybody's like that. Yeah. Some people are just in a rush and they're like, oh, I love this shirt. I'm just going to rock it. Right. Here's a picture. Where's the stuff? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and hopefully like some people read it and like actually understand like this is this is real stuff. Like real re- research went into this. Like when we did yeah. all of the um, temples and the locations and the... I always forget that name, the location markers. It's not location marker. What is it called with the um, points? Uh, uh, landmark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The coordinates. coordinates and the landmarks and all that stuff. But yeah, but I guess that's the difference between like drop shipping too, because that was an option yeah. of doing drop shipping. And, you know, they, they take so much of your money, you know, in general. And then it's this print on demand kind of thing. And then 
I ordered somebody's product that I knew was drop shipped and I didn't get it for two and a half weeks. And when I opened it, there wasn't like anything in it. It was just the sweatshirt. There was no thank you card or nothing. It was just the sweatshirt. That's it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I, just, I just kind of wanted more because um, I do yeah. appreciate the people who, you know, take the time to handwrite something and say, like, thank you for buying our product or whatever. But yeah, that's a little segment, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's dope. I, I like that. I, I like that you guys spent, you know, your time for for doing all those little things. So I guess, so now more in specific to the collaboration that we're doing. So so how were you able to come up with, with the designs and, and the postcard and all that stuff? What was your process for creating this product launch? Well, I guess it started off... Um, was the thought process in the beginning, I guess. Um, the actual brainstorming of, of the design. What, what would the design be? Like, I don't know, we were thinking about it and obviously we we kind of uh, narrowed it down into our identities, like um, Active Variable and Soupe and, and the logos that, that we each have and the similarities in them and, and how they are really awesome, like iconic pieces. And I remember we brainstormed a few different designs, um, t-shirt designs, um, and we had sent them to you and we got your feedback. And then after that, we kind of did some more brainstorming and refined those ideas. I forgot, like, how, how did that happen when, when um, before we, we settled on that, like, design well, we that we kind of, like, both was. branched off, like, um, you took the design, you took his logo and, um, our logo and went with it. And then I took it and went with it and we just kind of went in separate rooms and we're designing. And then, yeah, we, we had showed you the different designs and then we were just sitting there one time and we were just playing with it and you were behind me. And this is sometimes how it works. Cause I genuinely just think Sam's a better designer than I am. Um, so I'll just have this stuff up and I'll be like, should I move it here? And he's like, no, no, no to the side no no no, down and so that that totally works for me because i'm just chilling with my pen like moving everything around and i think that's how it kind of came to yeah be. because it was it was the it was the two logos and i was like it looks so good but uh, i need to figure out like something that 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 can glue it all together and so i was like brainstorming in my mind and i was just kind of like logos like football teams like um esports e logos teams what would be like a cool kind of just design and I, I figured it out, which is just kind of, you know, just kind of putting it, put, putting a, a, a black border around it and then putting it like the simplest thing, just putting like a stroke and just bringing it all together. And when we looked at it, we were both, we brainstormed, you know, after that even more just to kind of flush out any other ideas that we might've had. Mm -hmm. But I think once we saw that, we were just like, wow, I think, I think that's, that's the one. And so, yeah, so that's kind of that that process, but um, I think we're both we were both really happy with that. Yeah, I liked it because well, we could show it right now. Yeah, yeah. Side. I love it because it's kind of um, like Sam said, it's like it's that that icon, and because like yours is, your logo is so similar to ours, you're, it's so beautiful, and like putting it together with ours was so it was so simple for the most part because I mean they just the strokes and everything really worked well together. Yeah, and I was really like. Uh, persistent on, on keeping that that black ink in there because that black mm -hmm. ink keeps that kind of uh what is it it molds it kind it, of uh, together yeah like that low uh, there's a word um the logo feel i don't know um the iconic feel you know that that 
So there was two ways to go about it. it. There was one way to add three colors, which is obviously more expensive, or the two colors, right? Because it's technically you don't need the black ink because it's a black shirt. And so I was like, eh, maybe, maybe we should do that. And, I was and like, Sam was super good. It matters. Yes, yeah. please. <laughs> Hear me out. I trust. I trust. Um, and I don't think we were like charged for that black either. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm always like about like crunching numbers and like figuring this out. And I'm ridiculous sometimes because like for the postcards, you know, you mentioned that. Um, just like researching places who can do it well, but who aren't going to break the budget. And I, I literally, I like, I, I'm embarrassed sometimes to say, but like I spent like three or four hours just researching a postcard place, you know, and we got our business cards done again too. And just researching that. And I'm just kind of like, oh my gosh, Megan, I think you're going to have to like put a timer on yourself. Next yeah, time. no, but I feel like all that is like useful because it's a win-win, right? You do like, you know, four hours, five hours of research. You find the one that you're like, you, it all matches up. Everything kind of aligns and you're like, let's go to that one. You print it for whatever reason. It doesn't look how you envisioned it, but because you did so much research, you can just backtrack a little bit and say, oh, well, maybe this one might do it differently just because and, and just being able to just like um, shoot back to that thought process mm -hmm. that quickly because you already did the research kind of yeah. like you shorten it in the long run too regardless That's true. right so. i suppose because then I, I like i learned all about different paperweights too and like yeah even you different learn more. inks and so yeah it's just that whole process and you look back on it and you're like oh my god i can't believe you spent that much time like just <laughs> like looking at this stuff so ridiculous but then you look at the designs and the final product and yeah. you're like wow it was all worth it you know yeah that's true <laughs> so yeah the the integration of everything right putting everything together it's a long process right even like just creating content like with the podcast that we're doing right now right like that takes time it takes so much time to to do something like this and um i think that's why like you guys spending so much time putting the the product together and then that package when it goes out seeing everything together like that like it, it it's more value than just a shirt right yeah. there's a whole story behind it and and now you know just getting more into the details of everything that you guys did to put it all together like it's a process and, and i think for me like i guess the vision that i want to paint for the listeners is that this is something that anybody can do if you just spend some time right if you are passionate about uh, an idea and and you spend time researching and kind of putting everything together, integrating everything together, there's a place where there's a final product that looks like that, right? And and if you're somebody that wants to have like your own business or like be independent as, as much as possible, this is one route to go, mm. right? Yeah. Creating your own business. And so I think like that's a, a story that you guys also can tell and can share that's huge because it can help so many people yeah yeah and i think looking at researching things on your own it's like one of those things right later on you know once this blossoms um to to be able to say okay to hire somebody you know and be like okay you, you look up the postcard stuff this time you know and mm -hmm. you you do those estimates and you come and get back to me because it's not obviously not my favorite part um i do like kind of like just testing different places out but you know it that in the long run will save you time and then you realize you know how much time it took you um and yeah just kind of figuring out that process i suppose yeah, yeah and also now that you found that 
producer right and you like what they made for you then now it's next time it's going to be easier because now you've found somebody that you trust and it's within your budget and so next time you're not going to spend four hours it's it's a lot less yeah it's true yeah even um the t-shirts this time kind of designing them uh the first time like our first launch last year uh it was buying it from i did it such like the hard way i like bought it from a wholesaler and then i found a local printer um and then we had all these troubles with the printer and had to go somewhere else and like it deterred us for a few months and um just kind of going all these different places and so this time we did it just a little bit differently and it worked out like so much faster honestly like three months faster (laughs) than last time um so yeah you're right it's kind of just doing it all figuring it out and then kind of giving and taking and picking out the pieces that you need in the long run yeah Mm -hmm. definitely think that like our current like process of doing things i guess like you know you're talking about as as you grow you you know i guess sorry <laughs> the, the current process in terms of just trying to i don't know personally i always find that i'm, I'm i do so much research and i do so much time and I, I i i have this this product and it's it's like that much there and for whatever reason that little bit just i fall short I don't know how and and it just when the final product is released it's like that little bit ends up being like there and the product is ends up being there so I guess like my mindset personally like for the brand is how can I minimize and how can I follow through and in like the fourth quarter two minutes like crunch time like how how can I like just get that little piece that I'm missing and and that little piece could be I don't know um calling up two extra I don't know printers or or you know, doing background checks on certain things to just try and get it as perfect as you envisioned it. So, and I think that as you get that last little piece down better in terms of that process, how much of a better design and how quicker you could get things done and how much rewarding and it will be in the end. I don't know if I said that right, but, (laughs) but, um, yeah. 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 it, It makes sense. Like, I also think of like, Elon Musk, for example, like he, he's somebody that I like to pay attention to the things that he's doing because of everything that he does. Yeah. And his way of making things is that he de- deconstructs everything and he starts everything from the bottom up. Right. And I feel like it's hard to do that on your own in order to do something like that. You need people around you that are specialists, right? Because uh, they, they, you need help when you're putting something together like that. Like, for example, with you finding just the shirts individually uh, wholesale and then trying to figure out how to get them printed and then you're making the design, like there's all these different parts, right? And in order for you to scale, that's where, again, it comes down to like hiring people that are specialized in those different areas. So then that kind of takes you, it puts you in the, in the place where you need to be which is just kind of managing and 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 being the director of the designs and those little things that you spend hours on doing are things that somebody has been doing for years for example and then they come in and they're able to take care of those little things for you guys yeah and because you know like what the hard work it took before to do that you know you know their time strength constraints involved in Mm -hmm. that you know what i might give somebody a video to edit and for me maybe it took four hours but i got it done and for them maybe it only took 
um, a few hours, but maybe you hire somebody else and it takes six hours. And then you're just kind of like, obviously, I'm not going to go with the six hour person. So you kind of know where you're at as far as like when you give work to somebody. And I think that for me is the scariest thing because I know what I want. And so it's so hard to give it to somebody and just say, okay, like, just take it. And like, I'm going to cross my fingers. Yeah. (laughs) That's definitely like what, what, you know, you referencing Elon Musk, like as well as he takes it, you know, he um, disassembles whatever he does or, or more importantly, he learns like how it operates. And when you learn how it operates like you, you know, you, you know how long something takes to get done, then you can be that much more efficient and then be able to like see outside the box. Like you're saying, be like, yeah, it takes this long or yeah, it needs to be, what if you tweak it like there, you know, like numbers and stuff. So Mm -hmm that's important so yeah i i've been working with my little sister so she just graduated high school and i'm getting her involved with all the stuff that i have going on with the active variable and brown lab media and so she's been learning how to just manage the brown lab media instagram page and also how to update the brown lab media website and so i've been teaching her all these things and right now i'm getting her on Adobe Premiere and Audition just to get her to edit, to help me with the editing process. But I've been doing these things for years. So when like I show her what I'm doing, it's just like I'm clicking, I'm moving, I'm doing all these things. And then I have to like slow down a little bit and teach her or show her why I do the things that I do. And then I also send her links of the YouTubers that I've watched that have taught me so much about how to edit videos and and all these different things that I do. But um, I think that, again, in order to scale, you do need to trust others, right? And it's not always going to be the way that you want it because it's somebody else doing what you have in your mind. But I think with with the communication, right, and knowing how to manage, uh, uh, it's a it's a different skill being a manager, right? But if you're able to become better at that and giving better directions, uh, being very specific with the directions and the things that you want, I think you can go you can go go really close to what it is that you want and having somebody else do that for you, right? Yeah, and definitely, you know, teaching them also helps you better understand whatever it is that you're teaching. You know, so. Mm-hmm has that, you know, student teacher mentality, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah it's definitely, definitely really hard to teach somebody once you once you've done something. You know, you just kinda like you said, with your fingers you're just already moving everything around and like, you're like, why do you do that? And you're like, uh, that's a good question. Why do I do yeah, that? Like, it's so <laughs> that's so funny because I was trying to um I don't remember who it was oh I was trying to teach my friend um in design the other day and it was like on a zoom call and so I was just showing her and I was sharing my screen and I was pressing all these buttons and she's like wait how did you do the delete and I was like well duh it's just like command z and obviously like she doesn't know this and so I was like all right I don't think I'm that great of a teacher right now because (laughs) I just yeah it's just second nature I suppose yeah, it's different. It's a different skill for sure. And that's something that I've I've gotten a little bit of experience on more recently from like coaching a freshman sophomore basketball team and like mentoring a student from the athletic training program. Like I've been getting a lot more experiences with teaching and mentoring. So I feel like that's a skill that I that I've gotten better at and it's something that I like. It, it feels good to be able to to teach and help somebody build a skill. And, and I think it, it, 
it's rewarding because it shows that we put all the time and effort into learning something and now we're able to teach somebody um how to how to do what we already know how to do right so i i, I like that i think it's uh it's something that as you get older right you're able to do that more of because you, you have more skills to teach yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely coaching is something I'm pretty, I'm like, my fascination for that is like growing just, yeah. just from obviously like, you know, watching football and stuff, just the idea of, you know, learning concepts, learning plays, defense, offense, and just like, and then off top of all that knowledge. Now, how can I command a, a, a team, like a group of guys, you know, how can I teach mm -hmm. them? So that's like really interesting. So it's very rewarding, man. It, yeah. Honestly, it, I I would say give it a try at the high school level if you ever have the chance to. Uh, I think that's a good level to start, especially with the freshman sophomore teams or, or even a JV team because once you JV is already a little bit competitive, but once you're at the varsity level, it's a completely different experience. Hmm. At the varsity level, there's so much pressure to win yeah. that you you stop you as a coach stop having some fun and yeah. then the kids stop having fun because there's so much pressure from parents and administration and teammates and so so at the freshman level though it's fun it's you're just out there having fun especially if you're a rookie coach you're just like go out there and play and i'll i'll, I'll substitute whenever i see something but just have fun yeah no i was chuckling because you were saying that and i was just like just like scores like five on a basketball team no no that was my bad guys i just <laughs> blown blown coverage i gotta next next week i'll i'll, I'll do more research <laughs> but anyways <laughs> Yeah, man. No, I, I definitely enjoyed it. I had a, a really good time coaching last year. Obviously, with COVID, we don't have any of that going on right now. But um, but it was it was great to also, like, get some feedback from the athletes, right? Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. them, like, asking me one-on-one -on -one questions on how to do specific moves and uh, – trying to teach me plays like hey coach i saw this play you know can we do like a pick and pop you know <laughs> whoa whoa slow down slow down <laughs> let me let me what's this called <laughs> right but but it but it's cool to have that camaraderie with like your your team you know what i mean like them yeah. having to like ask you questions that rely on you and like suggest things and then you as a coach having to be like should i listen to him or should i do my own thing like <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. like all these things that you got to think about as a coach as a new coach right as you get older again as a coach and, and you have experience then it's just like no we're doing things my way i know what works right you can be that kind of coach or you can again at the freshman sophomore level at that point for me, my goal was just to give them all minutes and and to try and get a win. But even if we didn't win, it, it, the point was just to get them experience and get them in that competitive level so they can feel challenged. That way, when they make it to varsity, they had some of that stress, right, of, of winning and losing. And then on, on my, like, perspective, too, it was just like, okay, what am I going to say to them? Um what if we lose or like my winning speech or losing speech like i bet that is that kind of like stressful like towards the end you know when you're thinking about it and you're looking at the scoreboard and you're like okay like what what should i say like do you have to prep for that a little bit yeah i i do because because i have to take into account the game right like what happened in that game like missed shots and and like fouls and and all of that and and i I, tr I do try to point out the good things and some of the bad things that we need to improve on right yeah. that way i 
I'm trying to give them feedback so they can get better. Um, so, so as the game is going on, I am thinking, I mean, I'm taking notes. Okay, I'm gonna bring this up, bring this up. You know, it's like I'm, I'm gonna have Davis just uh, just practice three throws the whole practice. I'm like, <laughs> he's gotta learn. Nah, it's okay. But wait, you said you practice, you uh, you uh, coach basketball. Yeah. That's really interesting. I was actually thinking about that because it's different than football because yeah. your offense is your defense. So mm-hmm. you have to, I don't know, I guess maybe, you know, definitely like varsity or like, you know, that how much more of an importance that might be in terms of like setting up that. But like, I'm sure I don't, so I don't even know like when it comes to when that even is applicable because I can't even remember if I even learned that from the brief <laughs> time I was playing basketball. But <laughs> it's completely different. Uh, a completely different sport right because yeah. one of the reasons why i like basketball is because you have to know how to do everything if you're a good offensive player but you suck at defense it, it's gonna show real quick yeah right <laughs> uh, on on a football team when you're a wide receiver you're just on offense you don't have to tackle you don't you know you just have to be good at catching the ball and and fast and change of direction and agility, like all these specific per- performance variables. But, uh, but it's a completely different mentality that you go into with those different sports. So that's one of the reasons why I like basketball, the complexity of it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, I think I've, I've asked a lot of questions. Uh, I'm good on my end. I don't know if you guys have any other questions. I would say um, what what I've always been interested with you is um, how you plan on combining all of this. Like, I think that's so cool being, you know, like an athletic trainer and then going into video games. Because before I met you, I had no idea what that 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 even existed. And then looking mm-hmm. into like EA Sports and looking and I'm like, oh, they actually have an apparel like an apparel line. And then looking at all of these things and doing more research into that. Um, how do you think that you're going to move forward and kind of break into that field? So one thing that I've experimented already with is helping out my cousin and um, my sister's boyfriend because they're they're big gamers. So what I was doing was I, I was meeting with them once or twice a week through video chat and helping them exercise. And what I realized is that with them, the teaching them the basics and obviously i think uh, every person is different but at least with them teaching them the basics of stretching your hip flexors because if you're sitting down for four six eight hours your hip flexors get really tight your quads get really tight so let's make sure that we're foam rolling so we're doing soft tissue to release the muscle and then stretching on top of that to keep it lengthened throughout your day if you if you don't do that then that's where you can start to develop just like tight hip flexors, which are going to rotate your pelvic bone, which is going to start to cause a, a, a issue with your lower back, right? Because at that point, you're pulling on different muscles that aren't supposed to be getting pulled on. And and so teaching them basic things like that and, and, and seeing it click, you know, for them was important for me. And um, I think that's the first way that I want to infiltrate that sports esports world where i just want to provide those basic concepts initially like build a foundation around um your your posture when you're when you're playing right because again i want to focus on that first like when you're playing but i also want to take a step back outside of when you're not playing so that we can 
improve your performance for when you are playing. But I, I would like to start with that, just kind of focusing on when you're sitting down ergonomics-wise, what are some things that are, um, that are going to bother you because you're sitting down for so long, like sh your shoulders and your head being forward, right? So we call that like forward head uh, syndrome, like mm. your, or, or your shoulders being forward as well. So like that's an issue that in the future, if you don't correct that, if you don't try to do things that, that oppose that, for example, stretching out your chest muscles, right? Opening up your arms, like grabbing onto the door hinge and like stretching out, uh, keeping your neck straight, doing things like that. If you don't work on that, when you get older, you're going to be walking around looking down the whole time, kind of like a hunchback. Yeah. <laughs> we, don't want, we don't want that. No. <laughs> but a lot of people are, right? Because first of all, you're on your phone looking down mm -hmm. and then now we're watching TV and we're playing video games a lot. So you're sitting and you're not really paying attention to your form when you're sitting, right? So there's a proper form when you sit as well. Mm -hmm. And... And so th this, uh, these are the basic things that I want to bring in initially and just kind of see how that kind of, I guess I'm thinking of a service. I want to provide a service. I want to either have like a membership model, like mm -hmm. for a dollar a month, come into this community and I have an athletic trainer myself. I have a, a registered dietitian. I have a sports psychologist and ask us questions, mm -hmm. um, right? And so start with something like that like let, let's just create a like a like a health team for esports and and then i think from that i could venture out into like doing one-on-one -on -one. okay you like what we're doing here for a group how about we do one a one-on-one -on -one session where i can actually work with you on on something that's specific for you like we already learned kind of like the foundation of posture when you're sitting and stretching out your hip flexors because you're sitting for so long but now let's get out of that and let's focus on your performance outside of that like what are some things that you that you like to do outside of gaming do you like to play basketball okay if you do then let's use that as a way to exercise and improve your health and improve your performance so that when you are playing video games you're 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 more aware of of your body and you're more aware of mentally of like how you're feeling and, and just being more I guess focused in like using as much as we can with the exercise to get you to focus in on your tournaments and your performance um, so I, I think those are two two ways that I've thought about uh, creating some some business uh, uh, financial producing models or whatever bringing some money in yeah it definitely reminds me of like like the, the Tom Brady like the TB12 you know just how that aesthetics of like how he just his his own niche of of athletic you know training that caters to very you know I guess older guys and even younger guys who just want to be able to retain that long career in, in professional sports. Mm -hmm. So I I totally see you you being like you know that for like esports in that sense. It'd be really really awesome to see see that come to fruition. Yeah, it's different. It's not something that exists at least. I haven't seen it, and so that's even better, I think, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I, love I that. agree, I agree, and and I, I think I just need to continue to try and just produce content and keep researching and uh, keep making contacts and and just uh, experimenting. You know, throw throw myself out there and um, offer my services for free to be, to start. You know, just yeah. to see if I can reach eventually um, just bigger. Esport um, 
you know, just uh, gamers and see if they buy in into the idea that that I bring to the table or the experience that I bring to the table um, and and hopefully produce results for them, right? With those components and ideas that I have. And, and, and if they, it does, right? If it does work out where they feel healthier, they feel better and they feel like it's helping their performance, then that's when I can start to like, just get the ball rolling with that, right? Yeah, and I think it's good, like, you're cultivating such a good network of um, people, like, in the health industry, you know, and to just keep building on that, and then, like you said, to have kind of, like, that group, whether it's, like, a Zoom or something, and people come, and it's free, and they're, you guys are answering all their questions, and I think that's half the battle, is just kind of getting this audience, you know, in front of you, just to show them all the all the things you have to offer, and then, yeah, having those tiers, you know, $1 a month, it's this, like, $3 a month, this, and, you know, just kind of going from there, I think that's so important and you already have so many people you know that you have kind of like in your pocket that you can use yeah i i that's like the the sharing the stories through the podcast i think it's great individually but i think it there's a bigger picture within that which is kind of like what i think you're saying where like the these athletic trainers and the physician assistants that i'm already talking to they can be part of the team eventually right that mm-hmm. can come in and help these esport athletes and i think it'll be it'll be interesting for them too to be part of something that's not that doesn't exist yet yeah and i feel like you can sell people on longevity you know like it's just like our phones you know back when we were first texting at like i think i was like 11 or 12 13 years old and you, you keep using your thumb so much with these like curie curie keyboards is that what you call it like i have curie? no idea but i know um, qwerty yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're just kind of constantly using like you know you have to press the one button to get to c three yeah, times that, like, remember z like that one two three four <laughs> yeah and just to kind of do that and like the longevity of that obviously like i'm not feeling it so much now but i remember back then like just doing it all the times my thumbs were always so sore and just thinking of obviously they made a touch screen now so it's so much easier but just the longevity of like a video gamer you know and mm-hmm. if he's gonna be sitting like this for a long time and like how that's obviously not gonna be good later on and so i think just kind of looking at it, that perspective too yeah yeah and a lot of them become very popular and successful at a young age and that means that they are still pretty healthy right their bodies can recover really fast but as they start to get older and they've developed this lifestyle this sedentary lifestyle then it can get harder for them as they get older right so that's why i'm i'm trying to reach the the younger demographic Mm -hmm. you know that's again another reason why i wanted to like create this podcast around like let's share your story of how you found this career and any obstacles you faced so we can help any other um, young adult that's trying to figure out what to do. Maybe they can think about it just because of your story, you know, but, but I, that, that was my idea behind why I want to share the stories on the Active Variable podcast. Yeah, that's important. I, I like, um, I was listening to one the other day about, um, I think somebody was an EMT and then I learned that you were too for a little Mm -hmm. bit. And I was like, Oh my gosh, just like thinking about people sitting in, um, like an ambulance and, going through that experience and every single day is something different and i i can't even imagine you know seeing like tragic things happen having to be on your feet constantly and just thinking you know mind wise your mind has to be there throughout like all this panic and chaos and me just thinking of like designing and thinking like that's chaos (laughs) and i'm like you're ridiculous you know listening to you and that i forgot what his name was um but listening to him talk i was just like that's wow 
That's mind blowing. Yeah, I a lot of I, it's just crazy how it all happened for me. Like, I I think of Steve Jobs talking about like pointing back, you know, ten years to different things, and then today, like connecting all those dots, right? But but yeah, I when when I graduated high school, I had no idea I would be in this field. I, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, but I started working at restaurants. And then at 20, I started working at a gym. And then my life pivoted at that point. And that's when I found out about all of the fields in the or the healthcare fields. Um, and then I worked my way up with the idea of becoming an athletic trainer. But before getting to that, I became a personal trainer. And then I became an EMT. And and all those have its own little story. Like as a personal trainer, I worked for biomechanics, strength and conditioning clinic, where they gave me clients. Then I went to LA Fitness, where I did the same thing. Then I got fired from there because uh, I was already working at biomechanics. So it was a conflict of interest. Mm. So then I brought those clients and I started training them individually. So now I had my own business. They were paying me directly. Mm. And then from there, like becoming an EMT for a year. And then after that, starting my own business called Express EMS, where I hired other EMTs to go and work mud run events and feature films. And then wow. from there, getting into the athletic training program. And then from there, like graduating and working with the Raiders. Like there's so many different things that i can look back at and be like damn like that's crazy all those useful pieces of information that you acquired along your journey mm -hmm. that you can utilize with whatever you're working on in the current in your current moment which is awesome yeah and i think the biggest thing that i would like advise people is just to like try and take some risk you know <laughs> like we got one life and if you're interested in something give it a try uh, you know you at the end of the day, like that's that's gonna show you if you if you really like it or not. And you know, I try to tell my little sister that all the time because she's still not sure of what she wants to do. So that's why I'm bringing her along and trying to teach her some of the things that I do, and just so at least she gets an understanding of what I spend my time doing. And if she wants to continue to do it, that's on her, right? But at least I feel like as an older brother, I've done a little bit of my job to like teach her some of the things that i've done yeah, yeah. and even like sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um even like showing her things that she might not like doing at all you know even getting that perspective of like ah, i don't like that because i remember before um finding where i'm at right now um it's it's like having like 17 to 20 jobs and just be like eh, not really sure about that but i just feel like you know the older generation is like no you find a job and you stick to it and you stay there for 30 years and i'm just like no nah, i can't i can't do that <laughs> um understanding it now a little bit that like that that kind of funds your dream so staying at somewhere pretty secure that funds it but yeah it, like i give you props for doing that and to showing her because she might not like website design at all but you're like well i'm gonna just show you this skill and if you don't want to use it you don't have to but at least you know what you don't like yes yeah and i know that so many so i i've personally for personal experience i let, like um so many people like don't really know what they want to do and on top of that too i feel like there aren't as many people who are like super passionate in terms of one kind of like direction that they want to go for me i i fell in love with music when i was 13 and i never looked back i'm a hundred percent like music like you know, that's my just my bread and butter you know i just love um creating and and, and that aspect and 
So I think that it's really important, like, you know, for your sister to have some somebody in her life like you mm -hmm. who is really passionate about something, because I think a lot can be said for that, because I don't know. I, I don't think I grew up. I, th I don't know if I grew up with anybody who is really like as a role model, but I definitely my band at the time. I looked up to them, even though like they were like my age, but just because of their passion for music, even when their passion faded, my passion was still strong, but I could only attribute some of my, a lot of my passion to them because they were just like, you know, going hard. So, but yeah, no, like, like, like you were saying, you know, I, I think it's important because to, to keep on going because a lot of people in your circles can see that and it might inspire them. Wow. I just love how Sam, or I just love how you're so, you know, it's like, so I'm passionate about this, you know, like, Oh man, I, I got to get something like that. Or tell me what you're doing. Like, I want to learn. And then that might, they might fall in love with what you're doing too. Like, so it's, it's awesome, you know, full, full circle, you know? Yeah, I agree completely, for sure. I, I, and like another reason why I started a podcast, my like long-term perspective is when I'm 80 and 90, I want to look back and, and listen to these stories, you know, and, yeah. and just hear myself talk. I feel like the, the legacy component of creating this content and leaving it there and just letting it live there forever, I think that's huge. That's something that our parents and grandparents didn't have as much uh, as many platforms as we do now right yeah. they had pictures and that was it at one point right yeah. and before that there wasn't pictures you had to just mem memorize you know your life can we have uh, paintings that, <laughs> paintings yeah yeah uh but now we have all of these platforms right where yeah. we can share how we are feeling and and our uh, projects and i think when we're older i think that's the legacy that we leave behind when we die. That's the legacy we leave behind yeah. these, these, these videos and these words, these podcasts. Um, and I think that's uh, another reason why I started it. Uh, just for my, my future, uh, bloodlines. Absolutely. And it just kind of shows your growth too, you know, like as cringy as some of like the beginning podcasts were for us or the beginning videos. Um, you know, and things are shaky and things are falling and everything like that, you know, as cringy as that is, it's kind of cool to look back and say like that, that damn, I, I could have done better, <laughs> but then to see it now and just say, oh, I am doing better. And then maybe in like five years, you're just like, what was I thinking? Yeah. I took what you said so much deeper than you were doing. Really? Cause I was like your growth that I was just thinking like, oh, that's like, that's like grandpa Edward, you know, that's like grandpa said, you know, like cause <laughs> the gro little growth of yeah. like your being from like 20 to you know your like growth of your production quality yeah and I was just like, oh i feel that that's important too yeah yeah i mean all around everything is i feel like too and yeah like you said to show your future bloodline like this is something that i did because it's not it's not as easy as you would think it would be you know all the time and there are so many hard times even you know sometimes before getting on camera you know getting on there and not not necessarily faking like the smile like i'm always happy kind of thing but just kind of to get through what your life right we have to kind of focus on what we're doing right now and everything beforehand is just beforehand and it kind of just gives you that element of focus and drive and to kind of just push forward and just all right we're doing this now you know things are kind of like linear for the most part yeah yeah and, and that's important it's important to have those like short-term goals and long-term goals because if you don't, then that's when you feel lost, right? And you, you are depressed and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. But 
if we create these little projects for ourselves, at least we have one thing that keeps us pushing, you know, and, and creating and visualizing and, and just trying, trying different things. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess going back to that, it's kind of like when I miss a day or when we miss a day of like posting for toupee, it's like, Oh my gosh, it's like a stab in your back, you know, kind of. And it's kind of one of those things where it's, was I not working on it? Did I just not push out like good enough content? What even is good enough content to post? Because, you know, like because Supe is so much a part of our life, um, like I said before, there's that fine line between posting something like commercialized or posting something, you know, that, you know, maybe just a picture of the side of the shirt or something like simple. Um, and I think it's, oh, damn, I just forgot what I was going to say. Um but just like a little bit of trying to, you know, create daily content that kind of touches on all of them, you know, and that perfect, you know, balance, you know, between, you know, coming off um, with a uh, standard as well as coming off uh, with authenticity and, and you know, creativity and, um, and pureness in terms of your intentions of the post, not just like a post that, you know, whatever. It's, it's a post for a post, you know, it actually has some thought behind it and some meaning. Yeah, It's always important. But going back to like the project thing, that's what I was going to say is like having something to do. Because I remember when I was back in Minnesota, like I had something to do, but not really. I would work my nine to five and I would go home and I would cook dinner and I'd just chill and watch New Girl all day. You know, like I love <laughs> that show. And it would yeah, just make me, me laugh. Really? Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Um, and and like I'm just like obsessed with all these Adam Sandler movies too. And like Sam knows, like I'll watch like Big Daddy. Like ugh, I don't know how you do it, but <laughs> probably like hundreds of times just because it's like so funny and it just makes me feel good. And so um, that's what I was doing. I was literally just working in my nine to five, and then I'd go home and I had this this like giant apartment. And I'd just hang out in my little area, like on my couch all day. And then I can't like here. There's not like today. I'm just not even having, you know, twenty minutes to just sit down for myself. But looking back and just seeing like how much happier I am, always like going, always doing something. And it's that kind of go-go mentality that just keeps pushing, you know, you forward and making you feel like, I don't know, making you feel like you're, I don't know, worth something. Maybe that's not the right word, but making you feel like you're, you're doing something with your life. And so back then, you know, doing that, like in Minnesota, it's not that I wasn't doing something because I, I, I was. It's kind of like that ignorance is bliss in the sense of like kind of you, you were living your life, you know, you were, you were working on, you know, your physical health and, and mental health, but it wasn't, it was a long-term goal, but it wasn't, I don't know. It's not like a, something that it's, it's, it's hard. Cause it's like, what do I show for it? Kind of, I mean, you show your happiness, but then it's like, but what do I show? You know? And that's kind of yeah. what I like with soupe. It's like, I have this shirt. I did all this research. Here's my notebooks. Just and once you turn full. that on, it's kind of like, whoa, yeah. this whole world. Uh, there's so much I can't you know like yeah gotta go gotta go you know like quick quick like how you're saying like you know I just I have to do this oh man like I didn't get a post out dang like mm -hmm. oh, I gotta gotta think all right put your thinking cap on we got we don't have much time let's let's figure this out you know yeah on a daily so it's like you know process but but you learn to love it because mm -hmm. you know for those wins and they they mean everything you know mm -hmm. those those wins uh, those little progresses so that's how what keeps yeah. me going every day yeah, I um, I think that it, it's it's like I think back of school, like getting my bachelor's degree in athletic training, and every day or every week having to turn in assignments, right, and having homework and having to read and study, and and there was a long time where I was just really happy about 
being part of that, you know, like learning every day, right? Reading books. Like I was really happy about that. But then I felt like it got to a point where I felt like there was classes and there was things that I was learning that I wasn't really interested in. And that really irritated me. Hmm. That that turned me off so much. Like I, I just didn't want to think about like I don't know, like history and political science. I know that they're important, but but to me they weren't. <laughs> it's that simple. I wasn't interested. I I I didn't find the passion of of learning that. So so I got to a point where I was really uh, uh, at at two two places, right? Like I love my athletic training classes and my clinical side and practicing that, but then I had to take this other classes that were required to graduate. And, and so because of that, I started to hate school, the, the system of school. So then when I graduated, I was so excited. I was like, okay, now I can do assignments. I can do homework. I can read, but only the things that I want. Mm-hmm. And then that's where Brown Media and Active Variable came to life because I had these thoughts in my head for the last few years, but I didn't have the time to create them. And finally, you know, they, they came to life because I had the time and the freedom to, to just learn what I wanted to learn. But I think, you know, that again, that it's important to like pay attention to your curiosities and your interests and then diving deeper into them and just really telling yourself, okay, let me try this for a few days. And if I don't like it, then I'll move on to something else. But, but at least taking that risk and that chance to try it out and see if you like it or not, it's important. Yeah, and I think to find that discipline, like you were done with school. There was nobody who told you to do that homework. There's nobody that told you to do any of that stuff. And that's similar, like how I see Sam sometimes. It's like nobody told you to get up at 5 a.m. Nobody told you to get up at 4, 3 a.m. To, to do your work, but you're doing it. And that's what sets, I feel like, a lot of people apart, right? Like you, you figured out what you wanted to do. And you decided to dive into that and you decided to kind of give yourself that all your own homework, your own assignments. And like, I don't know, I just think that there's not a lot of people who do that. And so the ones who do, my curiosity just sparks like, what, what is it that made you want to do that? You know, that makes you do that every day. And that's just like, that's so, that's so important. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's what I try to teach now that I'm older and I work with, you know, the the basketball kids or my sister or whoever, right? Um, even people that are older, sometimes I try to just kind of ex- explain to them the things that I'm doing with the hope that I, I throw in a little bit of inspiration so they can pursue their own dreams as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's always interesting too because it's like, you know, you're – you're 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 finding your niche finding your passion but you know not every day is like amazing you know and it's like how do i battle adversity on on the daily for me specifically you know because i'll spend like a half hour to an hour writing and perfecting doing little tweaks on a song and that ends up being worse than i left it and i'm just like i gotta sit with that because i gotta go to work (laughs) i'm like bummed but i'm like it's all right it's all right get you know that that mental um, um, process in your head that's just kind of like just you know that it's okay it's gonna be okay you just chill out and when you get home you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna write down notes now when you have a chance and then when you get home you're gonna implement them and it's gonna be you know you're gonna figure it out and and I think that's really um, really big character building um, skills that that you learn along the process of following a path and following um, something that you're believing. So. Yeah, definitely. Like one thing that I've been doing in the past two months is 
uh, investing in the stock market. Mm-hmm. And I've been super focused on that and learning as much as I can and reading books and all that. The biggest thing that I learned though is that you can lose a lot easier than you can win. And, and, and it's crazy because like I have like two, three good trades where I win some money and then I have like, it's a stair, right? And then I have one loss where it's an elevator going down, (laughs) but I feel like it's taught me so much about life as well. And also just how to control my emotions, right? Because it, it, it's it's exciting when you're winning and you're like oh i figured this out this is so easy why can't go and everybody do it right and then i get one bad horrible one and i lose all the gains and even more and then i'm just like that's why people don't do it right yeah because because there's always losses like whatever's up has to come down somehow right and it and i i think i see that in anything in life right people are born people die right like it's just life, ups and downs. And so I feel like for me, one thing that I like from the stock market is that it it's teaching me how to balance my emotions even more. I felt like I've always been pretty calibrated, but now I, I get a burst of emotion and then another one and then another one. So I have to like be balanced as much as I can so I can think clearly about my next play if if i if i want revenge like i lost and i want revenge then i'm gonna get a bad entry and take another loss mm-hmm. and and so i have to know when to step back and yeah. and look at the bigger picture and and just like recalibrate and like remember my foundation and my 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 strategy and then go back and then do it properly again but- so it's been huge for me yeah, no, I was going to say just exactly like football, right? You know, in the yeah. pros, right? You you make a bad play and it's like, yo, like, forget about it because we, the third down, you know, you got to just throw that out the window because if you get stuck on that, you're just going to let them guy burn you, you know? or And so, like, that that also is, like, I relate to that when you're talking about that. It's definitely something that, um, well, yeah, yeah, like you said, just balancing and being able to just not focus too much into that mistake you made and just, like, all right, Okay, let's let's move forward. We can salvage this, you know. It's not over yet. Like, let's go, you know. Yeah, and that's been my mentality with it. Let me have enough money to play another day. That's been my mentality <laughs> for the past two months. <laughs> that's my mentality on life, right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you always say? Yeah. Live to fight. A- live to fight another. Yeah, day. Yeah, live to fight another day. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, and and obviously with experience, with anything, you get better. That's the goal. Yeah, you learn and you practice and you make less and less mistakes as you continue to learn and and get better. And so that's that's my mentality with all with with everything, especially with investing. It's just like I know I'm a rookie. I know I'm going to lose. I'm playing against professionals in the stock market, you know, so it's cool because. Because your speed is literally strategy, you know, your strategy yeah. building, you know, and that's, yeah. that's really interesting. Like chess, you know, like mm-hmm. figuring out like, and it's like a, a constantly moving thing on every given day. So it's kind of like, it's like putting different defensive schemes together based on the new o- offensive opponent you get every week. How can I formulate my defense? W- me, what can I work with? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? Like, let's survey the field. Let's figure this out, you know? So that's kind of cool. Yeah. No, that's 
totally right, man. Everything that you said right now is what I've experienced in the last few weeks. Like, um, I realized that I'm not good at swing trading, which is like you buy one stock today, hoping that it goes up and you're swinging it, meaning that you're going to sell it tomorrow or the next day or the following day, as opposed to day trading. Day trading is you buy it today, you sell it today in like five minutes or one minute or 20 minutes. So I realized that I'm, I'm not good enough to do the swing trading yet that takes a little bit more technical skill to like to like realize what the patterns are and and with this market honestly it's it's disgusting because of the elections and covid Oof. it's so it's, it's just completely up and down yeah. um, but i realized that i'm not very good at swing trading so i've been so i focused on day trading for now nice. and i've been having a lot more success with that awesome no that's awesome you know you're you're that you're realizing that you know can't wait to see where you are in like a year or two even you know like oh man and, and so my picture with this is just i want to use the money from investing to uh, to help brown lab media right to support other artists like yourself and act the variable that's that's my other source of income that i hope one day i can make and and provide for my other projects wow yeah uh, it's like finding that multiple that multiple streams you know that's mm -hmm. so important but yeah. it's like it's so like for me like thinking about that that's so scary because none of nothing is in your control like you said with covid and just elections and everything like are you constantly watching the news then too to see like if any catastrophic thing happens and then this goes up and down so so yes uh, i'm i'm usually plugged in like i go on twitter every once in a while to pay attention to the news mm -hmm. i but for the most part there there's a pre-market right from at least from on on my end uh 6 a.m to 6 30 is the pre-market and then 6 30 is when everything opens up and then it goes all the way to 1 p.m 1 p.m the market closes and then you got the after aftermarket so for me i again with day trading i realized that from 6 30 a.m to 8 30 a.m those are the 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 times when there's the most volume where the most people are in then there's lunchtime right in the east coast so it dies down volume dies down and then the last 10 minutes before the market closes it spikes up again in volume mm. so realizing that i realize where i need to put my time in as opposed to being on for eight hours all day i'm, I'm not a professional investor or trader so i'm not going to spend all day trading um, so I, I limited myself time so then I can do other things throughout the day. But um, I study during the pre-market. That's when I'm paying attention to any breaking news. That's when I'm looking at any of the uh, technical analysis that I, that I want to use. Like if, for example, Apple has a catalyst. Mm -hmm. the, for example, they just scheduled an event for November either 12 or 20 where they're going to talk about how they um, are not going to have this, this certain chips on their computers like they're they're changing the chips they're going to have on their computer so they're going to have this event to show show what that's going to look like so i know that's a catalyst i know that when that event is coming up people are going to start to buy in mm. because they're going to want to get you know the 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 best price for that stock when that event happens and usually what happens is they sell as soon as so it's called buy the rumor sell the news mm. so as soon as the event starts everybody just sells because it's over like whatever the event's happening we don't care no more <laughs> uh, so so i pay attention to news for that for the catalyst and then i do my te technical analysis like i'm looking at support resistance i'm looking at price changes i'm looking at patterns so it's a steep learning curve there's a lot to learn 
but um, but I, I I'm obsessed with it. I I love it. I I'm thinking about it all the time, and so that's been taking a little bit of my time in the past two months. Um, but it's just something I I enjoy doing. So yeah, I mean, your interest and your passion is like eighty percent of the battle. You know, if you love it, and you come to what you wake up early, and you just always want to just learn about it. I mean, you're really setting yourself up for success. Like that's like that, you know, that mindset. Yeah. So definitely interested to check back with you and 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 learn and see how how uh, how much you've grown in that specific area too, as well as everything that you're doing as well. For sure. Yeah. No, it's been awesome talking to you guys. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like we always have good conversations. Yeah, definitely. It's it's been nice because I feel like the first time like since we met you. I always get weary about like meeting people and like doing collabs to be honest because we've had so many people kind of I'm not want to say like so many people I want to say like maybe half a dozen people reach out and say like I want to do collab I want to do collab um but you're our first collab because I think just kind of sitting down having a zoom with you and like connecting with you in that way and just I was like wow we all really got along our conversations really take off every single time we have one and um just kind of that mindset like you're talking about right now you know you you found something you're interested in you dive in and you have this like obsession and i think that that's something we can all relate to um and just having like this but it's obsession with a purpose yeah because yeah, it's, yeah, he has true. a goal for it yeah. which is dope you know it's not just yeah. like i'm just gonna go i just love making computers now now i just yeah, love that's true uh, playing uh going snowboarding you know so that's it's nice to have that big picture like you said in, in mind yeah and so it, just all of this stuff combined i was like ah we, we found a good match, yeah. especially for collabing and like just going back and forth and communication. I feel like is half the battle, especially just kind of like we can't obviously meet you in person. I'm sure one day we will, but just meeting even through Zoom and Skype and things like that. And you can feel somebody out and you can kind of understand where they are, their mindset and, you know, feel out how they communicate. And then you can kind of make those decisions because I remember getting off um, off our first Zoom call and just sitting back and talking to Sam. I was like, all right, I think I think we did like really well. I think like he's a perfect fit and I think all of this could work together. And then fast forward, like I don't even know how many months. I think we started talking the beginning of uh, summer. Was it maybe? Yeah, it was before I left to the Raiders. Must have been like June, May, okay. May June. No, actually. Yeah, no, I, I think so. Yeah. I just like fast forward to all these conversations and everything and it's I love it and now we have like this shirt and now we're about to launch it and I'm super excited and I'm just like all right we're just trying to get all these pieces together and I think we have actually everything now I want to say I think so So I'm not I'm like okay do we do it Wednesday or Thursday and just trying to like figure all that stuff out but this is really exciting yeah for sure yeah no definitely and I think you know we're, we're both supporting each other in in a certain way right like you guys have your own visualization of what you want with your brand and then i have my own but i think there's a way that we can coexist and and mix a little bit and and bring our like visions together to create something and and i've always been huge on like trying to build my own like e-commerce stuff as well and it's something that i've tried in the past creating websites and looking at drop shipping and all that but uh but i i guess i didn't really find the passion in it you know and and i dropped it and so you know again with you guys i i felt like i saw that with you guys i saw the passion and and in the details that you guys put into your product. So that's why I feel good about reaching out and like, yeah, they, you know, these guys know what they're doing and they've been doing it for a long time. And it, it, it got me, you know, 
uh, to call you guys and reach out. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely creating a symbiotic relationship. For sure. <laughs> cool. Well, it's been great. Yeah, thanks yeah. for taking the time to talk to us too. I know it's it's so funny, like the time difference. I was going to say it's getting late, but not really for you. What time is it there? It's 5.51 right now. Okay. And yeah, it's it's early for me, but <laughs> time did change. So it's dark out now. Oh, sucks. wow, at 5. Yeah. Oh, well, that makes sense. Though. Yeah. Kind of, it started to get dark around like 5 here too, you know? I haven't been outside since it changed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but. but yeah, thanks for taking time. And this is really fun. And I definitely want to do another one with you too and kind of like dive into like your identity and like how you grow up and all of those things too. Because I kind definitely. of want to take this. I don't want it to always, like you said, it doesn't necessarily, our podcast don't have to always be about adoption. And I want it to kind of go into um, identity and to just look at different cultures and not even even just people in general and how they were raised mm -hmm. versus how we were and just to kind of see that mentality too yeah i'm i'm all in definitely let's plan for that nice all right so <laughs> with that being said uh, uh have a good afternoon and um yeah we'll talk to you soon yeah sounds good yeah thank you guys as well enjoy the rest of your night Will and do. uh Hopefully this uh, product launch goes smooth and uh, people enjoy the shirts. Definitely, Absolutely. definitely. We'll, we'll keep you. We'll keep you tuned in. Sounds good. Awesome. All right. All right. Bye. Take Bye. Care.